Welcome back to Feed the Bear, a Mayor of Kingstown podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcast Network. You can check us out at dvrpodcast.com. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. We are now ad free, so we do appreciate the support. I want to give a shout out to Savage Ginger, a fellow ginger like myself who uh, wants to become a patron. I hope we can figure it out somehow. We do appreciate it. And I did get your message. I'm usually not so much on the Twitter anymore, but it still sends me a email when I get a direct message. Yes, I'm an old person. Um, I also want to thank uh, Karen for the email with a little, uh, gave a little info kind of talking again about some of the Milo stuff. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. I do also want to thank everyone. we got a bunch more reviews on Apple podcasts and on Spotify. So thank you for that because it means a lot. We still are the only mayor of Kingstown podcast out there. So we're doing it for you people. And guess what? I'm going to make a special announcement before I even tell you who the co-host is. It's a secret. (laughs) I'm going to make a special announcement. Heath and I decided today we're going to be covering Rabbit Hole, the new Paramount Plus Kiefer Sutherland spy kind of show that's coming out March 26th. We're going to be covering that after Mayor of Kingstown ends. We only have two more episodes of Mayor of Kingstown. That's just eight episodes as well. So we are excited for that. And I will put the first episode of that on this feed to remind everyone. Now, Heath is not with us this evening because he is still working on his movie. He's having his premiere this weekend. We're with you, brother. We know it's going to be awesome. Star City Murders, Hollywood, baby. That's right. Solo coming to you. But we do have, again, back with us, it's Mike from One Mike. How you doing, Mike? What up, though, man? It's uh, good to be back, man. I'm doing good. Uh, I, I feel like I feel like a little pressure now. Like, I feel like I have to watch Rabbit Hole. So, because, like, he's so he's so famous now. And I'm like, if he's too Hollywood and he can't show up, I got to be able to fill in. So, <laughs> I'm I like, know. do I have to watch this show now? I know. I got to start, start covering for Solo's career blowing up, you know? Yeah. But um, speaking of that... Last time you were on, we really didn't talk about your channel and and do all your links and everything until the end of the show. So let's do that now. And also, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the other shows you cover and all that kind of give us like a extended commercial for one mic. Okay, sure. So um, basically what I do is I just try to watch the best stuff that I can find. And I kind of try to deep dive into each episode week by week, if that's how it's released. And I just try to find the best stuff and just kind of like have a dialogue with everybody, you know, like give my thoughts, what I think about the episode, what I liked about it, what I didn't. It's very uh, opinionated and opinionated in a way like it's really is just me giving me my thoughts. It's not me telling you, at least not all the time, that this is bad or good. It's more so I liked this. I didn't like that. And if you if you kind of rock with my opinions generally, then if I say, you know, I like something that you might be inclined to to check it out. That's kind of the idea. And, you know, I just kind of I just watch a lot of stuff and 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 you know, I get used to who's doing what, who's good at certain things, what networks or, or streamers put out good stuff. I, I have, you know, I have a pretty keen eye, especially thanks to thanks to you and every, everything that's that DVR podcast network has been to my uh, quote unquote career since uh, I, 
you know, started with podcast Winterfell with you guys. But uh, yeah, right now I'm I'm covering Mayor of Kingstown. Uh, I'm covering the final season of Snowfall, which just started. I'm covering The Last of Us. I'm covering 1923. Uh, I'm covering Mayfair, which is unfortunately. Um, I'm covering uh, Shrinking, which is on <laughs> Apple TV. So like these are all things that I'm yeah. like covering concurrently. So like I'm putting out shit like day to day, kind of just because there's just so many things that I'm covering and watching. And and if I'm most of the time, if I'm covering it, it's something that I'm pretty passionate about and enjoying. And it's usually kind of fun, you know, to like share that with with subscribers who are just like, you know, kind of like following me along on this journey and whatnot. So, um, yeah, that's really what all I do right now. Um, uh, I, I can't even think off the top of my head what's coming next, but I know that March is a crazy, crazy month. So we're going to have Yellow Jackets. We're going to have Succession. We're going to have yeah. uh, there's something else coming out in March, a few other things. So uh, March is going to be a busy month on one mic. I'm sure it's going to be a busy month for uh, Daily DVR. So, yeah, that, that, I think that's kind of the gist of what I do. You can find me on YouTube. That's that's where I exist. You search one mic, M-I-K-E. Uh, you'll find my stuff there. And yeah, I got I got playlists that have all of my uh, shows that I cover groups. So if you're like like, for instance, I've covered Snowfall since season four. This is season six. If you want to see my Snowfall videos for season four, I have a playlist for Snowfall. You can go into the playlist and find all of the Snowfall videos. So uh, it's pretty well organized if you're new and are just like, holy shit, this guy has 600 videos. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do right now? <laughs> I can, that can kind of help you hone it down. So nice. I think I've, I think I've spoken enough about myself and uh, I'm ready. That's that felt very awkward. So I'm ready to now talk about mayor of Kingstown. No, that was awesome. And I'm so, I'm like, I'm happy for us both now. Cause I actually remember, like I always forget that whenever we have a guest, someone comes on, I always want to say, hey, tell everything you want in the beginning. And then I just want to kind of get I get into the show. So I'm glad I remembered to do that. And I will put a link, of course, to your YouTube channel in the show notes, too. So if anyone's listening to this, they can just look down at their phone or whatever and click that link. Um, all right. Speaking of clicking that link, a lot of my kind of questions and um ideas for this episode come from watching your video last week you had not yet done your video and i was like i want to watch it and kind of yeah. ask him questions in response so that's kind of going to be the format but i do want to say give the old we are talking about mayor of kingstown season two episode six called left with the nose this is again directed by Guy Furland, and they did do the two, two, two. That's what they're doing, which is kind of a thing that does happen a lot, especially cable and streaming, where they give directors two episodes. And this is written by Taylor Sheridan, Hugh Dillon, and Christian Donovan. Um, love the episode. Very fun. You had a lot to say about it. I guess let's just kind of like you did in yours. Let's start with the prison stuff. And we had a lot of theories last week about is this person <laughs> doing this? Who's doing that? It turns out it was a little bit more direct than we had thought. Like bunnies guys are kind of sticking with him. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And they they said Ralph's name enough. Now we can call him Ralph. Uh, I think oh, I it's Raph, 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 like Raph, like short for uh, Raphael. Did he? Okay, Raph. Okay, yeah. kind of like uh, what's his like? They call the guy. Uh, what's his name? The Ninja that Turtle. Actor. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Ninja Turtle. That's right, man. Pizza. <laughs> Got to get some za, baby. 
Um, I feel like they did a better job this episode of kind of saying those people's names and and uh, like who they were. And I like that. Like they're a little bit more direct. But you had a great, I want to get to your theory because you had a great theory about what the fuck is going on. They cut the guy's hands off at the end of the episode. The guy who had tried to shiv Bunny and Rafe and also uh, it was the, um, let's see, I'm going back to my notes so I can remember everybody's, all the different leaders. Dedrick, who was the Bloods leader with the one eye, right? Okay. They're all sitting at the table and that guy tries to shiv them. At the same time, Davidson our gar our aryan brother ab guard lets it happen but then they later say no he was just kind of doing his own thing bunny we're sorry and then they take his hands off but you had an interesting theory about what's really going on here with bunny why he was put in lockdown and all that kind of stuff hit us yes with it. yeah so um you know when we talked uh, about the last episode i made the point that or, or raise the question of whether or not they were giving us all the information that we needed, or if they thought they were giving us all the information that we needed and they were wrong. Well, they proved me wrong, and they an they properly answered all the questions that I had last week. And one of those questions was surrounding what happened with Bunny and whether or not Bunny was being pushed out or whether or not Bunny was being isolated. Like, what was going on with Bunny? Why was he taken off the floor before the, the uh, Mexican leader, I think his name was Luis, was burnt alive? And... What, like you said, we saw in this episode, we see the one uh, white inmate get freed and he goes and he shivs uh, some, uh, I think the only person at the table we hadn't, we didn't actually know. So we probably should have known he was going to die, <laughs> but uh, he kills the one guy. He stabs Raph. And uh, later in the episode, uh, Gunner tells Bunny that that guy was kind of like a lone wolf. And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, he, we didn't have anything to do with that. And they, they take that guy's arms off. And to me, it kind of felt like there was a possibility that maybe Gunner is playing like a long con to gain Bunny's trust so that he can betray him. Like, like everything was part of this plan, everything dating back to, OK, Davidson, I need you to pull Bunny off the floor. So he's going to think that you were protecting we, we were protecting him from being involved in the killing with the, the Mexican leader. Yep. Then I want you to free the other guy. Have him kill the no-name guy at the table that none of the viewers are going to recognize. <laughs> have him kill that guy and then say uh, we're, he was acting on his own and then take his arms off to make it look now we're, now we're super, super helpful and loyal to Bunny because we just took a guy's arms off to, to repay what, what happened to his guy. And now Bunny's going to fully trust me and then now it's there's going to be some sort of stabbing in the back, right? mm -hmm. figuratively, maybe literally <laughs> stabbing in the back. Uh, yeah, and that this is a long con by Gunner. That was my my theory slash thought. To what? To take Bunny out? Yes, like I like yes. Ultimately, to take Bunny out, like because I think if they if they all are existing in the prison, they've had this long standing the whites and the blacks beef or whatever, and I just can't see a world where. Uh, the Aryan Brotherhood. No is like, Oreo yeah, let's work world. with the. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Davidson said. Remember, he said, I guess he wants an Oreo prison. Yeah. And I don't think. Yes. And that's because he's not. Davidson is not taking into account uh, 
that Mike is not involved in this in any kind of way. Yeah, mm-hmm. he like he's thinking Mike's involvement is an indication of what Gunner might want or not want. Like he's like he, but Mike's not doing this for Gunner. Gunner, he's doing this for Bunny because he fucks with Bunny. So like, but Davidson right. doesn't realize that. So yeah, I, I, I that's what I think is is likely. likely but Gunner likely. does, right? Gunner knows. Everybody knows that Mike and Bunny are tight, right? Well, I I don't know. Well, wait, Gunner? Yes, I think Gunner. Yeah. Yes, Gunner would probably know that. Yeah, I'm j- just making the point that because I had a I'm theory. I'm confusing Gunner and Davidson because they look the same to me. So I don't even. <laughs> yes, you're very, you're very racist <laughs> comment about white people all looking the same, Mike. You know, I mean, I really think those two look the same. They do kind of look the same, though. <laughs> they do look almost exact. They look like their cousins or something. They do. Like I really, I really like. I distinguish them by where they're at. Like when when Mike arrived at Davidson's house, I'm like, oh, this is the security guard because it can't be Gunner because Gunner's in prison. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's like, what's Gunner? Oh wait, no, he's at he's at home. Uh, yeah, that's kind right. Of funny. Um, oh shit! Sorry, my mouse fell off the ground there. Um, I also wanted to point out that the guy who ends up getting shivved is a blood. Therefore, it is kind of making him a red shirt, mm. you know, the old Star Trek red shirt mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, so, yeah, and yeah. he's the one who gets killed. So I, I kind of when I see things like that, I kind of think to myself, yeah, maybe that is on purpose, you know, like like mm-hmm. you're saying, they because especially this season where they've done so much of that fun uh kind of uh fan servicey or kind of nod to that they moved you know when they were like oh every all the cops are in the basement now because of asbestos (laughs) come on but now they it's like they. that was the that was the that's that's like an all-time great kind of that was funny (laughs) that was hilarious um and i still think something's up with the rebecca i'll be back in five minutes thing like i still think that there's an in joke there that little note she put on his mm-hmm. on, on her desk a couple episodes ago it was just so weird that i was yeah. like this this there's something else here um but okay my further theory was this one of the things that um we have forgotten about is that mike took out an entire house full of ab guys aryan brotherhood not anchor bay um <laughs> right he took out a whole house of them yeah last yeah. year and there was no retribution for that so i'm wondering and maybe i'm getting kind of lost in the theory weeds here but when i was watching your video i started to think to myself are they after mike and bunny like is this an overall thing trying to take out kind of mike's side of things could it also end up involving kareem or you know what i'm saying like i don't know i just kind of started thinking about that because we've seen so much of the tit for tat this season that kind of got lost in everything because of the riots that's true yeah and i think There's a possibility that only we forgot about it and the show didn't, but it yeah. also feels like the show forgot about that as well. That being retribution for for what Mike did. But yeah, no, I could see that. The only thing if I if if I were to try to flesh out that theory, the only thing that would put, give me pause would be I would think that Davidson would be in on it and then thus would not be so initially uh gracious when Mike got there. Like I, I don't know. I just feel True. like he wouldn't have been so like, "Hey, pal!" If 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 he mm. knew there was a whole whole white plan to take him out. 
That's so true. You might just be like, oh, I could just end it right now. We, can, we don't even have to go through this whole facade. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But I guess, I mean, they could keep him out of it because he's still, he's still a cop, right? And um, yeah, yeah. I think that the the other segment to this is that Mike, as was pointed out, when Miriam sat down with, um, I had the kid's name, but I can't, uh, I don't know. Well, whenever, when Miriam sat down with that kid who wanted to yeah. tell her that he, he, she needed to talk to Mike for him, mm-hmm. that Mike was a part of the Aryan Brotherhood when he was in prison. Mm-hmm. So there's that kind of, that's, I think, a reason why Davidson too, when she, when he saw him, you know, that Mike does get the kind of, he gets the good natured hello from both sides a lot because some people remember his old affiliation and now oh, yeah, I, I assume that was why he got yeah. the initial kind greeting. Yeah. In that scene though, with Miriam, did you pick up that the, she did not know that? Um, I feel I, like that's what, I feel like that's what the actress was trying to give us like, Oh, okay. I didn't know that he was fucking with them when he was in here. Cause then she, and then she like made a face and then she said like, he had to do, he did whatever yeah. he had to do to survive. But I felt like she made a face that told me that she did not know that. I I agree with you, but I think that it, it was kind of quickly resolved in her head. You know, she's been around long enough that it was almost like she kind of was like, I should have figured that, you know, like because yeah. she does seem to be looking just to kind of talk about Miriam for a second. One thing I with that conversation said to me is last season, if you remember she didn't want to talk about the fact that her sons and then and then just her son was involved in this stuff. She didn't want to talk about Mike, remember, when someone brought it up? Now yeah. she's willing to talk to him about this for this kid. Yeah. You know, and it's <clears throat> it doesn't seem to me that it's about a female inmate or a young male inmate. It's not like she cares more for this kid than she did for the, uh, the women. I think it's more so that she really, I think this season, like we haven't seen a lot, like I was saying last week, I haven't seen a lot of her speeches and just really once when she talked to the kids, I feel like she has, is coming to new realizations the way that she was just kind of watching Kyle go through his kind of devolvement and looking out at his sheds and everything, right? She it's like she is kind of soaking everything in, maybe a little shocked too from the riot, from what happened, from being attacked. Um all that stuff has maybe kind of just like worn her down, you know? Yeah, I I can't really get a read on on what what she's trying to tell us. Like it it, it seems almost kind of like a like a passive acceptance, like, like, uh, I don't know. I, I can't really do anything. I can't really do anything to stop this. So I'm just going to like, really, really like hope and pray that things go well. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know what she's trying, what they're trying to give me from her, uh, uh, as far as what her character is, is, is doing. It's, it's, I don't know. I haven't enjoyed her this season. Yeah. It hasn't. It, it is. I felt that she last... hasn't been around much though. True. So it's not, it's not, a big complaint, right? But it is, it does leave somewhat of a void for me because I do feel that the back, the kind of philosophical backbone 
that was more present last season isn't really here this season. That doesn't, that's okay because as we've seen, I think a lot, especially in the age of streaming and such, you kind of ha- you can have seasons be thematic and some seasons are more action, you know, some are more um, nuanced, some are more emotional. So I think this season does have, is a bit more propulsive of things happening. Um, and it's kind of one straight story, right? With, which this kind of bunny story and, and um, solving the resolving the inside and outside of the gangs is what this whole season is about. So I think that that, that the show itself has taken over is not a bad thing, but it does kind of leave her out in the cold because most of her stuff was connected to that backbone. Mm-hmm. And they haven't really refocused her too much on the kids even because like we we're like I was saying, you know, Kyle's whole thing, building those things in the backyard, which as a person who, you know, I love to build Lego and models and stuff when I, I can kind of, I kind of empathize with him in that it's like a stress relief. It's like, you know. When you yeah. feel like you have no structure, you build a structure, right? Yeah. So I kind of like that. That to me was another signal of that kind of philosophical backbone of the show, which is the trauma that all this violence has on all of them. And I think that Miriam can have a scene with Kyle where they meet on that in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I can see that for sure. You know, because he really, he's just fucked up. He, he's not just drinking. I just, sorry, I knocked him. I keep on knocking my uh, my <laughs> mouse over. Nobody can hear it on the recording. You can just hear it through the computer, but. I, can, um, I can't even hear it. Oh, okay. Then I don't need to apologize yeah. anymore. Fuck it. I'm no. going to knock it over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I do, I, 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 I think that, um, oh, what was talking about Kyle, the now he's freaking looks like he's doing coke or meth or something along with the drinking the vodka straight out of the freezer. Yeah, I think I I think I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 other thoughts do you have on uh, on Kyle? Oh, besides the fact that we didn't even mention, and this is fuck, man. <laughs> besides I, the fact that Kyle's good as dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that he took the money. That you know what? In my notes, right when we were talking last week, I had at the end of my notes. Who really took the money? But I kind of felt like we talked about it already. And I wish I would have ended the podcast by asking that question again, because I kind I would have never said Kyle. <laughs> I don't think I would have either, but I did. I did. I, I think the way we read the scene between Joseph and Milo was correct in that we were saying Milo was like, you gave, you gave up you killed these people. We have no more information. He really was frustrated, you know? So it wasn't him that took the money. It was fucking crazy. Kyle. I can't believe Kyle took the fucking money, man. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that really shocked me. I was really surprised. by that. Like, I think it's just because I worked it up. I don't want to say I worked it up so much in my head, but it, it, I I mean, it was meant to be suspicious. You know, we see the, the hanging of the lock and the, Mm -hmm. the unlocking of the evidence locker beforehand and somebody sneaking it. And we already know, you know, how big of a deal. I mean, like we were, I think we were meant to be fooled and, and I'm fine with that. 
but they, I mean, they really got me. I, I, to- I totally bought it. <laughs> and, it, did, it. And yeah, I was shocked. Yeah. It felt suspicious. And especially the way he was like kind of nervous when they were talking in the diner. And then he was like, just wait here, Mike, wait. And I was like, what the hell is he going to his car for? Right? Like, is he going to get some more drugs or a drink or something? And then he just pulls it out and he's got this kind of like manic smile on his face. You know, it's like, I solved the problem, Mike. I solved the problem. And it's like, you crazy motherfucker. Like, yeah, you know. my jaw hit the floor. Like Kyle totally got me. Yeah. But yeah, man, Kyle, Kyle had a, <laughs> Kyle had a good episode, man. Like this was, uh, this was a good one for him. Like he, uh, it, it, like I said, it, aside from, uh, his stealing of the bonds. He also cemented his death, <laughs> which is my, my theory that I've had all season is that Kyle is going to pay for Mike's sins, uh, in this season. Yep. But, uh, yeah, the, the scene with, with Davidson, man. Oh, <laughs> I loved it, man. That was Kyle awesome. came in with no fucks given and beat the shit out of that guy. I just, yeah. I, I just loved it, man. So, so violent. So, and he was just so cocky. He just did not. I mean, I mean, but that what made that scene cool, though, is that was a guy who was being reckless and foolish because he feels like he has nothing to lose. He's hit rock bottom. And so it's like, even though I enjoyed the scene just for what it was, just to see Davidson get his ass beaten and Kyle coming in there with no fucks. But like, it is still very important to my theory. The fact that this guy's this guy being Kyle is clearly off the rails here. Mm-hmm. He feels like he's got nothing left to lose. He's, you know, down in the dumps, hit rock bottom, worried about if he's going to be a good father. This is a guy who's completely out of control and who, and who were he of his normal season one sound mind, Kyle would have never done anything like that. And that's going to end up, I think like, I think that's going to be the one Like, there's been a whole lot of evidence, but that's going to be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. That's going to be the, the thing that's ultimately going to put, put kyle down i think yeah um yeah we agree uh, heath and i had been talking about that too i think even last season we had felt that they were gonna kind of pin kyle against um mike but now it seems like they're doing that but in a different way a more brotherly way where they're involvement with each other their love for each other ends up where like i think you're right where in in a sense he pays for mike's sins right um yeah it's it it feels it, it feels like a theme for this whole season the idea that mike uh just has been failing everyone like he's not he did not get the job done for bunny and now the da is dead uh he could not uh get caught you know he could not protect his brother and then that's what's yeah. going to happen to Kyle. like it's, it's going to be a whole i yep a whole thing of him not being able to protect the people that he wanted to protect and just and failing everyone and yeah. i think that's going to be the the exclamation point of his failures because that he's gonna he's gonna of course hold himself account you know, hold himself responsible uh for that regardless of whether or not he actually is he's the fucking mayor right mm-hmm. you're the fucking mayor mike do that mayor shit. Say <laughs> so do that mayor uh, shit. <laughs> there was a good one. There's another Mike moment where he asked somebody to do something. He's like, good. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I, just, I love I just, if I ever met Jeremy Renner, I just want to like, Hey, like, can we act like I just did something for you? And you say, thank you to me. <laughs> Cause I think it's, you really say, I love the way you say thank you to people. Um, <laughs> and that's how I would be if I ever met the actor who plays Bunny. Like, hey, can you do a drop for my YouTube channel? Be like, welcome <laughs> to one Mike. 
Like, I need you to say it like it's like it's Mike McCluskey, but not, don't say the last name. That would be awesome, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Kyle, I think is headed obviously down a bad road. Hopefully, maybe Miriam can help him. But it does this show people don't end up getting helped. This is a dark show. <laughs> Um, which could lead hopefully if they do have a third season to kind of mad Mike, right? Where Mike is like, fuck this shit. Maybe I'm going to take over and run and really run this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like Uh, my brother's gone. That was their long-term plan. That'd be so good. Like have this be the season that tears him down and then Mm -hmm. have him be a complete and total, just like badass who just is just running through everybody recklessly. Kind of like in the Avengers thing where he, uh, he becomes that bad guy, right? That assassin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yes. See? <laughs> yeah, everything's a mirror. Got to keep that IP train rolling, baby. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. The Kyle stuff. The scene where his wife really is noticing how bad he is, too, right? Like, it's it's apparent to everyone, but no one really seems to be helping him. And great acting on his part as well. I have to... I have to give the actor a shout out. Uh, uh, let's see if I can get his name up real quick. Taylor Handley. This is this is the actor that plays Kyle. Yeah. Okay. He's doing yeah, a good th- job. Yeah, and I like really too good. when he um, after after the scene where he's building the sheds, uh, he gets home late because he was supposed to be meeting with Ian, mm-hmm. and he comes in, and as soon as like. He wasn't even like really stumbling. It was like I could see drunk in his face. And I mean, I was like, how is he doing that? <laughs> like it was good. I immediately knew he was drunk. And it was he didn't have to, you know, most of the time, you know, they, you know, an actor wants to show they're drunk. They're like over the top stumbling, knocking a bunch of shit over, being really loud. He was not doing like I could see drunk in his body language. And I was like, holy shit, that's good. Cause I know he's drunk. He hasn't even done anything yet. <laughs> yep. He was really good. And I thought that was interesting too. They've had a, this is like a, th- the third or fourth scene where Ian and Miriam are hanging out. And uh, it's just like Hugh Dillon just wants to hang out with Diane Weist. He's like, oh, yeah, let's, let's just have scenes together, you know? And I yeah. almost felt like that was going to be an intervention or something. But then I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> They're not the type of people to do that. You yeah, know? It, it, it just took me a second. I was like, oh, wait, I, he was supposed to be there at nine. So I'm guessing they've been waiting and it's way past nine or something yeah. like that. And, yep. and he's been out drinking and that's why. Yeah, let's see what else we got. Oh, Robert got a heart attack letter, which I take to me. I mean, we I, we find out later that it means he's under investigation, but I guess that's like, you know, um, if internal affairs is after you, it's like the worst thing, right? So I wish they had told me what it would like specifically what for, though. Like they alluded to something having to do with the riot, but right. I'm like, what what would he have done at the riot that he would be? getting a heart attack letter for I mean, something like, I don't even want to say investigate it. Cause I feel like investigate it. Like, yeah, sure. They probably poke around and ask some questions, but I don't think that would be a heart attack letter. Heart attack letter sounds like you about to get caught for something fucked up that you did. And that's why I'm like, what did he do? Like, I, I'm thinking like, am I forgetting something from the season one finale that he might've done that would make him be this worried that would make them come after him specifically. Like, I don't, I feel like there's a lot. I'm not, getting about the heart attack letter which could be because i don't remember whatever he might have done in the season one finale and if i did maybe that make more sense to me 
but he uh, did worse. Yeah, not- that's what would, that's to me too. didn't make sense because we've seen him do worse stuff, including this season when he shot that kid, right? Outside the prison than inside the prison. I think was he maybe not supposed to be there? Maybe he wasn't supposed, maybe I know because remember they kind of made it like a, a thing to go in and get him. So I must say, was he part of the crew that was to get, went in there to get Kyle? Yeah. Right? So that's what I'm thinking. But, uh, but then when I remember, I said, no, that's not true. They came in, in the big truck, they knew they were coming. So yeah. I just think it was the indiscriminate way he was taking motherfuckers out, which you'd think though, in a riot like that. Yeah. Is like kind of all bets are off at that point. I feel exactly, like <laughs> exactly. So I'm sure we'll find out more about it, but the important part of that scene is that Mike says, it's someone like on your crew, right? Like it's someone we know it's someone close. We've got to find out who's talking. So it's setting up someone as a mole, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who we'll see who that ends up being. I don't know how many other folks we know that it could be Stevie or it's not going to be Ian, right? He doesn't, you know, is it Kyle? Is Kyle (laughs) trying to Ian? That would break my heart, man. (laughs) I know, right? But is it, is that, is that a way Kyle's trying to get back onto the force by, but why would I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, at this point, that was, that scene was kind of felt to me like, okay, this is just setting something up for later. Were, you yeah, know. yeah. It's one of those things that, um, even though I felt like I didn't quite come away from that scene with a good understanding of what I was supposed to be understanding, mm-hmm. I also felt like, like you said, it was a thing where, like, okay, let's just get this scene in here so we can have this for, you know, when, when we bring this up later, people yeah. will rem- people can remember, like, oh wait, that was that one thing from before. Like that's kind of what that scene felt like, just like the ian and charlie scene from last week like that even though i asked you know hey what what do you think that was about still my impression of that scene was this is setting up something that so when it happens later i'll remember i can come back to this scene but it didn't feel like anything important i was just more surprised that this was happening so late in the season yeah (laughs) like what are like what is what is this new character getting introduced for at the end of the season you're referencing the serial killer that ian met with last yes yeah uh charlie was his name yeah yeah, I agree. Yeah, we and we didn't see any more of that or mention of that this episode. Nope. Yeah. Um, we didn't see Iris or Milo or Joseph this episode. Um nope. yeah. we did have a scene with Kareem finding out from uh what's his name, Carver, right? That um uh the guy that he beat up, oh, one yeah. of the three died. Um yep. which then they, he's they cover it up. Right. Or I guess he didn't sign the papers. Right. He said, leave it with me. Mm -hmm. Um, So but it seems in the same way that that scene with Robert is an introduction of something, a B story. This is a B story we've been seeing that's been happening that connects with the A story in relationship to how Kareem and Mike relate to each other. Right. But separately. What is this leading up to with Kareem? What do you think is his his eventual breakdown? Is he going to kill somebody? Is he going to kill himself? What do you think is going on? Where's this headed? Uh, man, my only guess could be that this is somehow going to get out. Like it's someone's going to somehow it's going to get out that he was involved in this because I mean, they're really leaning into how easily they can make it so that 
this goes away. Right. So, you know, the fact that they're making it sound so easy, like, oh, yeah, we could just say whatever the fuck like that to me is a clue that the opposite's going to happen. Somehow it's going to get out and it's going to be of consequence to Kareem. Um, I don't know with who particularly with the DA now dead, but yeah. um, I, I don't know, uh, maybe with another inmate uh, or a relative of, of the person on the outside. Uh, that would, that, I mean, that would be my, my main guess would be that it'll get out that he was involved and it'll get to uh, an important relative of that person. Who's maybe like on the outside. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's more of an internal thing that it's going to, it's going to affect Maybe Kareem does something that fucks up getting Bunny out um, or the relationship with Anchor Bay or Mike's, you know, we the episode begins with Mike meetings. Uh, what's her name? Sandrine Holt, uh, the actress she was on. Uh, remember, she was um, what's his name's wife on uh, Better Call Saul. Ah, Howard. Howard. Yes. Yeah, she was Howard's wife. I, I could not rem- I couldn't place her and I never looked it up. Normally I look it up, but I couldn't place her. I'm like, I know this woman's face. Yeah. And then, yeah. What's her name's wife? Yeah. It was Howard's wife. Yep. Yeah. She's been in a ton of stuff. She has. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll, we'll see how, if that has to do with that whole relationship. Cause I thought that was cool. How Mike kind of is like re because that's one thing that we talked a little bit about. Heath had, and I had talked about it when they, we first had that scene with touring that prison and she was introduced and it was like, is Mike going to get pushed out? And I like that they went head on and they talked about that. Right. Because mm-hmm. obviously he needs to adapt to this new system. And if he's making direct contact with her and kind of making deals with her, or at least attempting to, um, then might leave Kareem out in the cold or I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Cause it seems to me they can easily cover it up. So really it's an internal struggle is, is what we're, what this is really about. This storyline is about this man and how he reacts to what happened to him. Right. Cause so much of this with Kyle, with my everybody, this show is about people reacting to like pain and violence. Um, well, I hope you're right. I'd much prefer that to be uh, the direction they go. We'll see. Who knows? That sounds, that's, that sounds way better. To maybe me. it will be, or maybe he'll <laughs> just kill everybody or something. You know, this this show does want to go out on a bang. It did last season. Um, yeah. <laughs> it took out like 200 something people at the end of last season. Right. <laughs> but speaking of which, taken out, you had mentioned that D.A. Lockett, who we've heard about, talked about this whole season. We finally meet the motherfucker. He gets one scene. Then he gets capped. Um, <laughs> he got to have a steak first, though. Uh, hang out with Evelyn Foley. That was a cool scene with Mike and them. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, it was all for naught because whatever Mike had worked out with him, which seemed to be that he was going to give him the bearer bonds. I, I thought he was going to um, help him get Milo. Right, but I but he said I have something that can draw him out. Yeah. So well, I mean, well yes, but I, I well okay yeah I guess we're saying the same thing. Yes. 
just different steps of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. going to give yep. him the bear bonds and he'd make it known or some or or Mike would use them to draw Milo out and then the DA yeah, could yeah. grab him. But they uh -huh. didn't really, we didn't get to see the fruition of that because Mike took too goddamn long and Bunny had had um, the DA killed. Yeah, Bunny got sick of those conversations just like we did. <laughs> Mike, this is the Six end. Six straight episodes, Mike. <laughs> it's hot in here. Um, craft services is all the way across the lot. Um, <laughs> I love the plan though. He's like, how, even how he's like, yeah, you know, there was a hit on you, but I got it moved. And he's like, move to who? And he's like, that's sort of need to know basis. So you yeah. don't need to know. And it is, it was like, he was isolating him. Just like I was saying <laughs> the gutter might've isolated yeah. bunny. He was isolating Mike from knowing anything at all about the murder of the DA. And now it puts, it puts him in a, he, I don't, he doesn't even have to do his mayor shit. Like, all, I mean, Evelyn's supposed to be his home girl. Like, Hey, now it's, now it's on you. Can you sign this? And this is all this be over. But uh, of course, it's not going to be that easy. So <laughs> no, never, I can't. I can't wait is. to see what's going to happen because I don't. It should be that easy. It really should. So since it won't be, I can't wait to see how it won't be. Mm, yeah, I I had I watched that scene twice because I wanted to make sure that I did which, understand which it correctly. The conversation which between Bunny and Mike. Okay, the one the one where he said that he was gonna uh, he moved the mark yes, to someone else. Exactly. Okay. So I understood in the beginning. He said. Somebody was basically going to take a hit out on you. But when he said I moved it, it, I was trying to understand, okay, who's the somebody, right? Is the somebody really him, right? Or his people? And who did he move it to? At first, I thought it was going to be Kyle just because, I mean, every, we all just think Kyle's going to die. <laughs> um, but it obviously it turned out not to be, but, uh, uh, the other part of it, what do you think? Do you think, what does that mean to, I had it moved. If he has the power to do that, then he must have sway with the people. But yet he also is one of the people who was pissed off at Mike and what was going on. Right. So was, yeah, I think it was bunny just being smart. Okay. And taking taking advantage of his power and using it to to make a smart play, like it, it it, and and I think the show did this really well too because like you, when I watched that scene when he said he moved it and and Mike is like to who and he says you know I'm not gonna tell you whatever, my thought was that it and and I and I, I the show took advantage of the fact that they know that we as the viewer are going to assume this. That when he says he moved it from Mike to someone else, it made me think that it was someone else in Mike's vicinity. Like, and yeah, that's why Mike yeah. was panicked. Like, wait, who is it? Right. Like, like, like instead of instead of killing you, since I'm cool with you, I made it so you don't die. But someone else in your circle is right. someone you and I'm love. Not telling you who it is. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how yep, like, I left yep, that scene. Yep. Like, oh shit, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. And then come to find out, it's actually a smart, like essentially like a business play almost from Bunny's perspective. Like I, I, this is a business move. Like this works perfectly for me. So like it, it ending up ending up being like an actual smart play and not just like, um, I'm going to kill, I'm going to not kill you specifically, but I'm still going to fuck your life up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I like, I liked that. I thought that was a really cool, uh, switch up. Like I said, they fooled me. They fooled me again. Just like with Kyle taking the bonds, they fooled me in that scene. I thought I took that in totally, totally different. I was super nervous for anyone in Mike's vicinity, and yeah, they got me. Uh, 
assuming that I would think that, correctly assuming I would think that. And I think they have laid down the kind of crumbs with Kyle, even with Miriam, mm-hmm. um, you know, with um, Kyle's wife, um, you know, Ian, Stevie, you know, I mean, my, Rebecca, you know, mm-hmm. who it could, like you were saying, someone that he cares about to hurt him. But in fact, it wasn't to hurt him. So it's almost like he's saying to him, Mike, people were really fucking pissed off at you for coming up with this dumb plan to lock all us up and then throw away the key, basically. So we were going to kill you. But I decided there's no point in killing you. It's better that we take out the DA, then you can do your thing and spring us all. Yep. Um, yeah. which makes That's what I was complete like, Man, sense. That was smart play. Yeah. yeah. Which, do, but it does also speak to the fact, as you were saying earlier, that Bunny does not trust Gunner and the Aryans and all like <laughs> the, whatever piece they're offering him. He want he still has this desperate. I need to get the fuck out of here. He needs to get out of yes. the prison. He does yes. not and feel hope, safe. And I hope the show. Like the like right now, the show has done a great job of getting me to a point where I believe Bunny is smart as fuck. Like Bunny knows yeah. what the fuck he's doing. So don't have him fall for this fucking thing that Gunner is doing. <laughs> although although if he so. did, I mean, admittedly, it is a good plan. And he has been working on it for a long time. He's like 18 steps ahead of Bunny. So I guess if Bunny does fall for it, it doesn't make Bunny dumb. I, well, it makes him dumb for trusting the Aryan Brotherhood. But I mean, he, the guy did put in a lot of work to gain Bunny's trust, admittedly. So Yeah, well, we shall see. Um, I think that's it. There was one more thing, though, that I forgot that... Um in your video, you had asked what the title meant, Left With The Nose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know? I don't. But when I saw yeah. it, I <laughs> thought to myself, I have an idea, which is that when when you, the saying to cut off your nose to spite your face, mm-hmm. but then you're just left with the nose. So you got even the worst end of it you know what i'm saying like you didn't just cut off your nose you still have your face but you cut off your nose you just get the nose you're left with the nose so i felt like Hmm. it was kind of like describing mike's situation that bunny cut off the that's the da you know like cut off the face was the da and he's left with the nose but that's what you get mike you have to now use that to get us out. But I don't know. That was just my thinking I, of it. No, I think that's really good. I like that because when I when I was looking at the title, the only kind of nose phrase that I think of is that exact one. I've used that phrase a lot lately. <laughs> that's a whole whole different thing. But I've used that phrase a lot lately. And ev- that phrase even came to mind, but I didn't think of that, what you explained, the idea of like, you know, being left with the nose. I, for some reason, that didn't occur to me. And that does seem like that would be like, I feel like if I gave that some thought, I could be like, okay, that makes sense. And that would apply to this scenario. Like, I feel like that. that, that I, feel like, I feel like that's a strong interpretation. All right. Well, good. We'll see what the uh, episode title is next week. Maybe uh, we'll have you on again if uh, his movie is immediately uh, sold and he's signed to like a 10 picture deal. With Paramount Plus, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, I can be back for <laughs> I can be back for episode seven, <laughs> Kyle's eulogy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. 
All right. Well, um, do you want to tell us again where we can find you? Sure. Um, you can find me if you search Facebook uh, for one mic. You can find my page there. I do a lot of live uh, commenting on shows there. So like if you ever if you follow that page or like it or join it, I don't know what the fuck thing you do with it. But however, you become a fan of that page. If you if you pop up on there, I'm on there almost nightly because I mean, like I said at the top of the video, I, I watch so much shit. And that's just the shit that I cover for the channel. I still watch other stuff in my personal time, too, that I don't cover for the channel. So I'm always watching something. So like if you guys like, I don't know, enjoy a certain show and you feel like you want to watch it with me, I I'll, I like live comment while I watch stuff, you know, talking about, oh, I thought that was cool, like cracking jokes and shit. So it's a fun time if you ever want to check that out. Uh, so you can search Facebook for One Mike. You can find me there uh, on Twitter at One Mike Network. And then uh, at the main hub, which is YouTube, you can just search one mic. But the URL is, is pretty simple. It's just YouTube.com uh, backslash. I think there's a C and then another backslash and then one mic. So it's not YouTube.com slash one mic. It's slash C slash one mic. So pretty All simple. Right. Sounds good. Check that out, people. Subscribe. Like. It's great stuff. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you giving your time. And these have been two great episodes. Heat's going to have to get his game up, baby. When he our comes back. Long, our episodes have been longer than the episode's runtime. I know. I know. <laughs> I am. I'm still convinced that it's because they're selling this into syndication or, you know, or maybe it was that they just did had the budget was cut or something, but they are really a lot shorter and. But I'm yeah, there were three straight fast. under 40 minutes. Yeah, seriously. That's crazy. Yeah, we are. We're like 10 minutes over the runtime of the show. All right, so that, I think that <laughs> means it's time to get going. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks again to Karen and Savage Ginger sending us messages. Thanks again. Give us a review. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Peace out. Peace.